0: tuning in from the car it for the touchdown! stay connected to the roar after you run your errands using our app or website download the roar app on your phone by searching wccp the roar in the app store or tune in on our website the slash listen
1: Check out our friends over at DreamCenterPC.org. The Dream Center is about empowering and educating adults who are trying to get their life back on track, whether it's just down on their luck or they just had a lot of horrible circumstances happen to them. The Dream Center brings them in. It's not a hand out. It's a hand up. And it gives them the ability to learn life skills through classes. It gives them ability to earn Uh, Dream Center bucks they can use at the resale stores to help clothe themselves, to help feed their families, to clothe their families, just all kinds of things. The Dream Center helps people get jobs, they help them get cars, they give them places to live in a time of need. There's just so many good things going over the Dream Center. You can be a part of it. And the easiest way to do that is to go to their resale stores. There's one in Seneca, Easley, Pickens, and Greenville and you go by there and you donate or you purchase, it does help because they do not receive government funding. They rely on those resale stores to fund their programs. You can also volunteer. It's a great way to help in the community. Maybe you've got a skill that you can teach and help adults get their lives back on track. Go to the dreamcenterpc.org if you're interested. There's a lot of information on their website. You can learn more about what they do. They'd love to have you come over there and just see the facility and see what all they do. John and I have been over there. It is it is phenomenal. Uh, the lives they've turned around, the stories that you hear. You walk down the hall and they say, oh, hold on, let's talk to so-and-so. Let them tell you what, what, how their life has been changed over the course of the last six weeks or six months. It's amazing. It's a great place. Located here in Easley, go check them out. The DreamCenterPC.org for more information on how you can help people in our community today. Six five four roar. You want to get in with us? You know, we've been talking a lot of Clemson football the whole first hour, sort of sort of a spring primer, if you will, John, to get us ready for what's coming up here in about a week or so with the start of spring practice. Uh, where are you with the defense? We spent a lot of time on the offense. Where are you with the defense in terms of kind of what we were discussing earlier? Like, like important, we, we talked about cornerbacks earlier in yeah. secondary, but what about linebackers and, and defensive line? How, what, what's the storyline for them this spring? What can you get out of it?
2: Oh, man, I think there's a lot you can get out of it. Um, a defensive end who is going to be emerging opposite TJ Parker um, from a starting standpoint. And then what does that entail? You know, what do Nick Eason and Chris Rumpf cook up there? We talked a lot about last year how Peter Woods coming on campus could immediately be Christian Wilkins and play numerous positions across the line. I think that could be in play this year. It very well could be, yeah. Yeah. I want to see kind of how that shuffling works itself out. And, you know, selfishly, I want to get into a practice. I want to watch East and a rump coach together. I want to see what that dynamic looks like. Linebacker, I think, may be one of the more fascinating spots to me on this team. You've got Barrett Carter back for his senior year. You feel like you know what you have in Wade Wood as, although it's a little bit unknown because he only played, like, I think, 350-ish snaps last year. Because you could not take Trotter off the field. I still feel pretty good about Wade Woodas. I do feel good, but there's still a little bit. Just you're you're replacing a guy who had a major impact on this defense in this program with Jeremiah Trotter. You know how ready is Sammy Brown? See, that's the thing. Now you get into some of the questions here about the depth at linebacker. Where has D. Creighton taken a step? Has Jamal Anderson taken a step? Is is, is Kobe, Kobe McLeod, McLeod the starter? As of right now, is he not, is he not the mic starter? D- Unless you want to put what as there. Which they may very Which well Which they do. very, yeah. Because we saw in the ball game, it was an or at that depth chart spot. Depending on what they were trying to do schematically is how they would, you know, rotate those two guys in and out. How easy will it be to heap maybe too much expectation on Sammy Brown? I think we've already done it. Okay. <laughs> we've I think we did that barrier. based on once he committed to the Tigers last year, last June. But
1: let's let's be honest. There's been some holes at linebacker from a recruiting standpoint, from guys leaving the program. Yeah. Like there's there's been some creation of holes through attrition. Yes, there have been. And because of that, uh, there's a little bit of pressure, I think, on the on the second level guy, the second string guys.
2: Well, I also think that it just comes with that type of pressure with the recruitment that he had, right? Like we all want to see at day one, have him going out there and sacking Carson Beck against Georgia.
1: Yeah, maybe so. But I think that you're going to have to get somebody from that group that you mentioned, Creighton, Sammy Brown, Jamal Anderson, have a pretty big see- Have a pretty big impact. Not all three of them necessarily, but
2: one of them's got to really step up and come up big. And I think it could be one of them in a different game. It doesn't have to be one person over the course of 12 regular season games. The development of Sammy Brown will be fascinating
1: to watch uh let me go back to defensive end for a moment all right I, i'm not asking you to be mean here but i just want your assessment on this all right this is for everybody do you feel like k denhoff can be the other defensive end is can he because i feel like he's first i think he has to take a step to be a a bona fide legitimate starter i agree with that but does he have the ability is the ceiling there for
2: that i think
1: I the think his ceiling. Here.
2: I think his ceiling is more there as a um, run setting, edge setting, end under more of what Brent Venables asked that position group to do than what we have seen under the last two years of Wes Goodwin. I worry about him being a third and eight situational pass rusher, but I feel good about him on first and second down and run support and kind of your base defensive packages. But that's where I wonder: Could you see a? Um, I'm drawing the blank of the, the two defenses. One of them went to Pitt. I think Hoffler went to Pitt. or is the one who's still here, correct?
1: No, Hoffler's still here. I
2: right. I got those two confused. Yeah. Um, I think that guy could be the one who can kind of maybe help out in those pass situations. But so, I do I do think Denhoff could be a guy who is a quality starter. So the the the, the question mark for you might just be: Is
1: Denhoff a pure edge rusher?
2: Yes. I think he's. I think he will be fine against the run, and in kind of your base defensive packages. I'm also curious how teams defend, not defend, but block.
1: I should say, because it is offense. But how they how they handle T.J. Parker because he was a great beneficiary of Xavier Thomas could get yes. a lot of you know a lot of attention, um, and even Justin Maskell deserves some attention as well at times blitzing. Obviously blitzing Barrett Carter and he's back, but blitzing Carter and Charter and those guys forced you know offensive lines to, for more or less, let the freshman see if he could cook. Yeah, and, and he, he and he did most most times, but he's not going to be the beneficiary of that anymore. He's going to be the one getting the attention. Correct. He's going to be the
2: one getting held. I mean, uh, the one getting blocked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <No>, he'd, he'd <laughs> during, be the one getting held yeah. during ACC officiated games. I also think, yeah, Tammy Fresenica gets in. I think it's a big spring for uh, Jaheim Lawson.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I, You know, Lawson, Lawson might be the guy you're talking about as profiling as more of the pure edge guy. Maybe he's not to come in and set the edge guy, but he's come in on on third down situations of saying, you're going to get a one-on-one matchup because Parker's on the other side. He's going to draw more attention. We're going to blitz Carter or Woodaz or whoever. So you're going to get a one-on-one
2: opportunity to go ahead for the quarterback. Yeah, because you'll probably still need to be double teaming the tackles.
1: Uh, you're going to almost <laughs> whatever tackles does, you
2: yeah. want to put out there. They're going to, you know. Is that the deepest position on this team as defensive tackle? I guess. I, I mean, I, I want to see. I want to see where
1: what the status of Capehart is as we go closer to the to the spring ball. That's Fair, um, because if he's not there, then that that's a problem because he's penciled in as a starter right now in in my book. Um plus the the health of Trey Williams always seems to be a factor. I think I think Peyton Page is a very steady, solid player. I think Vic Burley probably takes a big step, healthy. Stephylin Green. Stephylin Green will probably take a big step. So um yeah, but some some things have to happen for me to say that. I'm not I'm not ready to say that right now. That's fair. I think there's still some some things have to occur. But obviously seeing Peter Woods you know, as a starter now, you're going. Yeah, that's a really good unit because he, uh, Peter Woods is good for like three players. Okay, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's
2: that talented. Do you agree? He is. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He's one of the most talented players we've ever seen come through here in the last several years. Yeah,
1: I just, I just wonder what happens on the opposite side of TJ Parker because I think he's going to get different attention, and so it's going to free up. And I just, I don't feel great
2: about the options on the other side right now. Could you? I mean, and I, this will be answered. I Can't answer this today. Would you be okay if it was by committee, opposite T.J. Parker? If it wasn't just one guy, mm, not really. I, I there's some positions I think you get away with that. I, I don't know
1: the defensive end. I that is a a position of consistency need. Okay, like you got to have somebody you you trust in certain situations. If not, you're you're just too many waves of just up and down, up and down, up and down play. Now, who it is, again, I don't know right now. I don't know. I, I need to see what Lawson looks like.
2: Um, Mason, is is he a guy who factors into this? I think he could. But also, we don't have to have the answer today. No. That, no, no that's no. the thing. Like I mean, we're seeing a lot of things on the EBSCO roofing text line, you know, asking us to project the starters and project all of that. Like, we're just – that's why we have the 15 practices. Yeah, I just I'm, – I'm looking at the defensive end list –
1: you're right, Hoffler may end up having to, to be the guy who takes a big old leap you know, and gives them – I, I mean, I don't know the answer. No one knows the answer
2: to this, but I just wonder, could he be sort of like Parker was last year? Could be, yeah. I thought he came on pretty strong at the end of the year when they actually gave him some more, you know, some more snaps and increased responsibilities within the defense.
1: Do you feel good about any of the freshmen coming in?
2: I'm excited about the, the clay they have to work with. Darian Mayo, yeah. I mean, the, the size of those two. He's what six seven two sixty, and Adam Kissy. I think he pronounced his last name. He's what six eight and a half.
1: Yeah, they're huge. They're massive. That's great
2: dudes. clay for uh, Chris Rump to work with over there.
1: Yeah, I I just don't think that I feel great about it. I, it, it. I feel like we say this almost every
2: year. We do say this every. You can't feel you can't feel great about just putting that because. You can't put the the pressure on this freshman. If we would have came in here a year ago and just gave out TJ Parker's stat line that he ended up having for the 23 season, everyone would have called me crazy. But we didn't feel good about it last year because we're like, well, I mean, you know, Thomas,
1: we hope, hope he stays healthy, but he's the only one who has any sacks on the whole team. Remember? Yeah. There was that whole conversation.
2: It's okay to go into a football season with some unknowns, knowing that things are going to get proven over the course of time. Do you feel confident that's one of the things that, generally speaking, gets proven? Yeah. Will there be some games that, you know, maybe some ebbs and some flows? There may be some weak moments here, but... I do think you have to you have to look at the stats for a moment. Clemson was
1: 32nd in the country. I'm sorry, 39th in the country. They had 32 sacks. 39th in the country in sacks. That's not high enough. I mean, is a team that's usually in the top 5'10". Yeah, every single stinking year. So that's why I'm saying there's there's some trepidation with the, with the defensive end position, and
2: I think it's fair. I totally buy it. I think it's going
1: to take some, some work, but that's why they brought in a new defensive line coach or a defensive end coach, uh, who one who has a, an enormous amount of experience in getting a lot out of guys. Let's not forget that. You know, Chris Rump can get a lot out of this group if it's you know if he feels like there's enough talent there to work with. But the young players are the ones I think you really spotlight. I don't you know they'll get something out of K Denhoff this season. I, I I believe that. I just don't know that we're talking about a consistent pass rushing level that it, that it needs to be. And then I I do have concern about what what deep what. Offenses due to, to Parker this year, trying to take him out of situations and chip him and block him differently. I'm telling you, he was a huge beneficiary. I'm, I'm not saying he isn't talented, but a lot of times it just felt like they just kind of left him alone. You know, he'd come from the back end. You know, he'd, he'd come from out of the out of the play to go and make
2: a play. He also just has a ridiculous motor that won't quit. He does. Like he he's does. just one of those guys that he is not going to be taken out of the play until the whistle is blown. You got to like that about him. Uh, very, very talented. Which is why I don't feel as hesitant about him being able to take on those those increased opportunities. Guy with an with enormous amount of talent right out the gate. Like, he did not take. And, you know, to Lomasky
1: Hall's credit, Lomasky Hall recruited and brought in Parker
2: and saw him in high school and said, he's ready now. He told us that in person when we met with him last year. Yeah. That he thought TJ Parker was ready to contribute on this team going into his senior year of high school.
1: John the Mailman says, I'd like to thank Brad for getting me nervous
2: already on February 20th.
1: I'm not trying to get you nervous. I'm just trying to to lay out the you way know, you know, Some
2: of y'all can walk off the edge. It's okay. It's February 20th. We don't have to be as terrified and angry right now as I'm seeing on the Adams and Co. roofing text line. We're just trying to go through the roster here. Well, yeah, but you know what happens in June and July. Every, oh, everybody's going to win 10 games.
1: Everybody's going to win 10 games. Everybody's going to win 12. Everybody's. Everybody's defensive line is going to lead the league in, in sacks. Absolutely. But on February twentieth, <laughs> we're all terrified.
2: Just point out some things that have to occur as we go throughout. It's the, okay for work to be for work that needs to be done. Yeah, spring because ball. Because guess what? Every all 133 teams have things they need to work on through spring ball. It's not just Clemson. And you lay a foundation for that beginning the end of this month
1: six five four roar you want to get in with us when we come back some other things to get to we'll do some nfl john wants a braves report uh we'll get to a lot of different things as we go throughout the show don't go to we'll right back
3: for over 36 years little john portable toilets has proudly served the upstate from construction to special events little john portable toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service delivered cleaned and sanitized serving the upstate and further when possible portable toilets handicapped hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. When it comes to legal advice, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local
0: attorney, is here to help. As a former state prosecutor, Nick Lavery's been fighting for Tiger fans for over 24 years. Whether you're hurt on the job, in an accident, charged criminally, or need assistance with your real estate closing, Nick Lavery is here for you. Call him today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680 or visit nicklaverylaw.com.
4: One of the best things about Clemson is the family atmosphere, and that's what we strive to offer at Harrison's. When my parents started Harrison's over 25 years ago, they weren't thinking about how fast they could grow. They focused on providing hardworking folks excellent customer service and the best workwear and work boots. And now we have grown, but our focus hasn't changed. And whether you're visiting a Harrison store for the first time or the hundredth time, we want you to feel like family. Come see us in Spartanburg and Malden or visit Harrison'sUSA.com.
1: Whether you're in the market for a new or pre owned vehicle, See for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson.
4: We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota.
1: Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willy Taco, with five locations across the Upstate, serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. Award-winning tacos are not all we do. We also offer healthy bowls, delicious salads, crispy quesadillas,
4: and shareables like brisket egg rolls, street corn fritters, and fresh guacamole. The owners, all Upstate dudes, enjoy humbly working alongside the 400 men and women we proudly employ. Don't wait. Your Willy Taco familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willy way. Broadcasting live from the UpCountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection.
0: Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: We're back here live on the Roar HatFlowCo.com. If you haven't been over there, check out their website. See what they've got going on. Uh, Not only can you custom make your own hat, which you can easily do with their hat builder, boy, they got a lot of cool products too. Uh, I I saw some of these roaming around Clemson over the weekend. The uh, HatFlowCo hats that they sell in Clemson. You can get those, but they've got. Uh, you know, the the leather patch with the Tiger Paul on it, the leather patch with the alumni hat. Uh, Virginia Tech fans, they've got a hat for you. South Carolina fans. Uh, Wade Wood has fans who we just talked about a great deal there in the last segment. They've got his logo uh, on their website right now. They can put on a beanie. Uh, they can put on really kind of any any hat you want. Uh, so go check them out, hatflowco.com. So not only can you do custom building, but boy, they have a lot of really cool options uh, with their officially licensed college collections, and that continues to grow as they get more licenses. Uh, John, you you would look good in a Virginia Tech hat. I could I could see you wearing that.
2: I mean, after the way they played some hoops last night, you know, I could be uh,
1: entertained. You see where I'm about to go with that. I do. Go to HatFlowCode.com. Nationwide shipping, fast turnaround. No order minimums. I highly recommend it. Great people in an upstate company here uh, that can really help you out. Get your business, your church, your organization noticed in a great way with a weather patch. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us? Speaking of Virginia Tech, uh, the Hokies got an easy, easy win last night over Virginia. John,
2: it was 36-16 to 16 at the half. UVA got UVA'd. Ooh. Tony Bennett was given a taste of his own medicine there. Well,
1: you know, I I talked about how Virginia, can Virginia just continue to play all these close games and win them? Well, the answer is no. You don't have to worry about that when you get blown out by 30-plus
2: points. Your theory actually hasn't been proven yet because that wasn't a close game. It wasn't close at all. 34-point loss in this game last night by the Who's Court (laughs) 16-and-a-half. 16!
1: Uh, Their defense did not hold up either no giving up 75 no it did not Uh, so uh are the Hokies trying to play their way into some NCAA
2: consideration Uh, I'm I'm sure they're trying to I don't know if if they're gonna be able to let that happen I don't know where they are in the net ranking or anything
1: they're 53rd they're just outside the top 50 there's
2: a chance now they're 15 and 11 overall and their remaining schedule is at Pitt, at Syracuse, Wake Forest at home, at Louisville, Notre Dame at home. Well, they can win the last two. But they then, can win all of them.
1: That uh, Pitt, Pitt?
2: Pitt could be difficult, but they could win the other four. But I feel like unless they have like a tournament run in them, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to need to get a little bit hotter than, than how they've played. But I'm just saying their net's 53. That's reasonable. You you can work with fifty three. The problem is, as we would keep referring to the net now, you're just not going to see the huge fluctuations. You know, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna go up or down fifteen or sixteen spots in the course of the final, what three weeks of the season? Yeah, and
2: you just don't have the quad one opportunities to do so. Not in this conference, you don't. Not just with the rest of the schedule they have. Yeah, uh, Pitt, most... Syracuse, Wake, Louisville, Notre Dame. Those are not resume boosters.
1: No, in fact, none of those are ahead of you, other than Pitt, in the in the net rankings. So you yeah you're right. You're just not going to get opportunities to do it. So Virginia Tech probably too little too late. Yeah, but you never know if they if they win what four is it five games you just mentioned four four they or have five left yeah five left. If They go four and one and then go on a run in the ACC tournament. Will they be on the bubble
2: potentially? Yeah, potentially. I, I it guess depends on what a lot of other teams do as well. Was this a bad loss for Virginia? Yes. Because you scored 16 in the first half.
1: Would you be surprised to know that Virginia's net ranking is 50? Actually, yes. So they're actually the opposite of Clemson. Clemson has the really good non-con wins. They have the big win over North Carolina. The win over, you know, South Carolina, Alabama. They, they have those wins on their, on their schedule. And they're 27th in the net but their record in conference play is 7 and 7. Meanwhile, Virginia's 11 and 5 and still we will still say in contention right now for the top spot in the ACC, but very interesting case though. Virginia's relying mainly on their ACC schedule right now to help boost their NCAA tournament chances while Clemson's still relying on that non-con that's boosting their NCAA tournament status.
2: Well, you, the good thing for the for the Wahoos here they have four games left in the regular season. North Carolina at home, at BC, at Duke, Georgia Tech at home.
1: Say that one more time.
2: North Carolina at home. loss. At Boston College. Win. At Duke. loss. Georgia Tech at home. Eh, two and two. They're not, not going to change much. But what if they pull one of those upsets? <laughs> But unlike Virginia Tech, there's room left in their schedule for big swings for the net. They had their two games. Unlike Virginia Tech, yeah. That's what I mean. There's still room for Virginia, to, if they were to pull off one of those upsets. Well,
1: North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia
2: also have to play each other before the season is over. So that's important. Very important. Their opportunities are there. But they... They got to get some things right before they, they play the Heels this weekend.
1: Let's see what their resume looks like from a quad i I don't know if it's a good quad one win or a bad quad one win john we're we're still trying to figure out exactly what that means but ranking within uh two and four in quad ones
2: that's not the best but you you had six opportunities in quad one games isn't that a big deal
1: see i this is where i just i just don't know what to do with virginia because john their profile their their Net resume is just not impressive. I'm sorry. Tell me how if if we were doing blind resumes, I told you this team was 2 and 4 in quad 1, 5 and 2 in quad 2. Two quad 2 losses and then 3 and 1 in quad 3. I'm sorry, 7 and 1 I was on the wrong team. 7 and 1 in quad 3. So the vast majority of their wins are coming from from quad 3. And 6 and 0 oh in quad 4. That's not super impressive. And I and I told you they were 50th in the net. You'd be like, "Eh, that sounds like a pretty average team, but they're 20 and seven. They're competing with Duke and North Carolina at the top of the ACC. I just don't understand <laughs> the numbers I'm looking at and how to relate it to Virginia, because they do play some very average basketball at times, and at other times they look really good. But man, the resume just it just doesn't stand out. Compared to Clemson, who's you know 500 in, in league play, but the Tigers are four and three in Quad One. That's a big deal. Now they're four and four in Quad Two, and then five and one in Quad Three, and just four Quad Four games. So that that helps when you when you only have four Quad Fours, that boosts you a lot. Virginia has six, Clemson has four. There's a big difference there.
2: I think for Virginia, to me, it all boils down to one thing. Re Speakman, what are you getting? Because last night he was three from ten from the field, had one three point, he said seven points on the night. Mm. Seven points. You can't they didn't have one person in double figures last night. They just they, they had their worst game probably of the year. Yeah. And now also
1: Notre Dame. And like not by two, like they no no. I think I think it was a close
2: loss to Notre Dame, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was not.
1: Oh no 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 no. Never mind, never mind. They I think they beat Notre Dame close. They beat they?
2: they lost seventy six to fifty four.
1: Yeah, but didn't they beat Notre Dame sixty
2: five to fifty three? Okay, maybe that won the game I was thinking of.
1: But yeah, they that was probably their worst game of the year, and a team that lost to the Irish still
2: probably had the worst game of the year last night. I was I. Ugh. I mean, maybe you could put up the At Wake Forest game where they lost sixty six to forty seven. Yeah,
1: big win last night for the Houston Cougars who knocked off Iowa State. Uh, does this this sort of gives them now sort of the lead in the in the Big Twelve? I think so. Does this stamp a ticket for a number one seed unless they fall apart late or bomb out in the
2: tourney? Uh, they have the advantage. They have the advantage. But I don't want to just go ahead and give them the one seed yet. Number one in the net rankings, by
1: the way. Nine and three in quad one. Two and oh, quad two. Five and oh in quad three. And seven and oh in quad four. And that's that's what the best looks like. That's the number one net ranking team. Purdue, Arizona,
2: UConn, all behind them. Do you think those are your one seeds right now? Uh, Yeah probably
1: so i mean i think that whoever wins the sec has a good chance to get one but who are they stealing it from arizona probably either alabama or tennessee's gonna or or auburn one one of those three should win the sec tournament based on their their level of play they probably get the they probably get a one the sec is gonna get a one seed especially if it's bama what sport are we talking about (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right I didn't even think about it when I said it uh I, I'd say it's Arizona. Bama we got to
2: give them the one seat because they're Bama
1: I'd say because Arizona's playing I mean they're still third now Arizona's non-con was brutal and they knew they had to build a, a, a tough non-con remember they went to Duke and won they had to play a tough non-con because they knew their conference was trash this year and it is and so the rest of their wins aren't going to really be resume builders but I still think the SEC gets a number one seed. The Big Twelve, you felt like if it was Iowa. I mean, look, if Iowa State still wins the Big Twelve tournament or BYU, probably not BYU. But stranger things have happened that they, they they could bump, they could get a, a high enough bump to be a number one seed. But yeah, I think Purdue's a lock as a one seed as long as they sort of keep the course. In fact, I I'm not. Even, I mean, Purdue can still lose another game probably. As long as they win the Big Ten tournament, even if they don't win the Big Ten tournament, because there's nobody in the Big Ten that's going to steal that away from them. So I think I think Purdue's a lock for a one right now, and the way that UConn's surging, I have a hard
2: time believing they are number one. Can't defending wait, defending champ. Can't wait to see who the sixteen is opposite Purdue. <laughs> <Can't>, <laughs>
1: you are. Do you, do you want me to pull one up and see if if, if you can go ahead and uh, nah, pencil it in? Nah, I'd
2: like to be surprised. I don't know. Joe Lenardi came out this morning. Uh, what does Joe Lenardi have to say?
1: Uh, he has got Purdue playing either the Eastern Kentucky Colonels or Merrimack. Do you feel strongly about either one of you those? You always, always
2: back Merrimack. <laughs> always back? <laughs> always back them up. Even I don't know. know. I like the Colonels. Couldn't tell you what league they play in, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to back them. I think they're in the Northeast League or
1: something like that. Um, UConn is a one playing Southern U. <laughs> Houston's a one he's, he's got Arizona's a one right now but I I think once conference tournament play comes around I wouldn't be shocked if the SEC takes that number one away so I I'm assuming Lenardi's got he's got to have a bunch of SEC teams as two seeds almost the whole the whole two seed bracket's got to be yeah Tennessee's
2: a two North Carolina's a two you oh, he's got Kansas a two and Marquette a two uh merrimack yes you were correct in the northeast conference uh, i nailed it 17 and 10 on the year 11 and 2 in league play and they have won eight straight don't sleep <laughs> on merrimack <laughs> what are they
1: I, I have no idea what their their mascot is uh they're the warriors don't ever sleep on the warriors don't oh, at merrimack warriors uh plus the 24 <laughs> that they'll be an underdog to it's purdue a big merrimack warriors uh program here <laughs> Actually, they'll probably only be like a thirteen or fourteen point. Vegas $100. knows what it's
2: good for. <laughs> They're going this oh,
1: <laughs> Vegas is not going. Vegas going to hold some liabilities in that game, John. There's going to be some money line wagers. I can assure you, Vegas is going to be pulling hard for Purdue not to blow it as a one seed <clears throat> again, again. Again, Todd of Sensiville is up next. Hey, Todd, how are you? Hey, guys. Thanks
2: for taking my call. Can y'all explain to me what? you qualify to be a quad one, quad two, quad three. Is it your record or something? I mean, how do you qualify <laughs> for a quad? I yeah. don't get it. I don't understand
1: it. Yeah, I um I understand what you're saying. It it is it, it's funny because it's sort of like the what the College football playoff committees do where they, they use their own rankings to justify their own rankings. So you have to to yeah. to, to count as a quad one win, you have to beat uh if if you're the the home team, uh you have to be the top thirty team in in the net. So a, a net team in the top thirty will get you a quad one win if you win at home. If you go on the road, you have to be the top seventy five team in the net to get a quad one win. If you're playing a neutral side, it's top fifty.
2: So it all based on the net. Yes. Okay, that's I, I don't understand what <laughs> qualifies you the what and what but that, that explains it a little better to me
1: i don't know if that was a dumb question but no
2: not at all not at all todd there are no such thing I, as dumb questions especially when it comes to the net rankings they're all good questions because we're all still trying to figure it out on a daily basis okay well i appreciate y'all taking my call and y'all have a good day
1: you too todd thanks for getting in i appreciate the call no i that, there there is absolutely no chance that's a dumb question none not whatsoever
2: even, not even close now, the only thing that could be considered done when it comes to net rankings are some of our answers and trying to answer these questions about the net rankings because we don't really know. Now, you want me to tell you what the difference is between a good
1: quad one win and a bad quad one win? That's a whole different
2: story. I, I, don't, I don't even want to approach I, that. I am going part. to yield the floor to that to the noon crew. I'm going to let William Quackenbush explain the difference between a quad one A and a quad one B and a quad one C win. <laughs> there's Oh, there's three now. I'm sure there's four. Six, five,
1: four, more to come after this.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of The Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176
3: or go to MyMoneyIsSafe.com. Mark your calendar for February 26th from noon until 1.30. It's the annual State of Clemson with special guests, including Clemson University President Jim Clements and Clemson City Mayor Robert Halfacre. Register at the Clemson Area Chamber of Commerce website at clemsonareachamber.org. Join area leaders and businesses for the annual State of Clemson, Monday, February 26th at the Madron Center at 12 noon. Advance registration is required, clemsonareachamber.org.
0: Shop where the pros shop. Landscaper Supply, offering hardscapes to landscaping, power equipment to hardware. Landscaper Supply wants you to have free gas for an entire year. Purchase a gas grill from any Landscaper Supply location, and they'll keep your propane tank filled for the entire year. That's a great deal for all you backyard chefs. And while you're at it, scoop there it is with their mulch made easy delivered right to your home. Seven upstate locations, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike.
3: Landscaper Supply. This time of year is all about getting outside and enjoying the great outdoors. And nothing makes that more enjoyable than a meal right off the grill with fixings from your local Ingles Market. From hand-cut steaks to fresh seafood and all types of meals with grilled and sauteed veggies, Ingles has everything you need for a backyard barbecue, a day on the lake, or a trip to the beach. If you're hitting the road, be sure to use your Ingles Advantage points to fill up and save money on gas. Shop your Ingles pharmacy aisles to save on sunscreen products and first aid. Planning a get-together or family reunion? Your Ingles Deli department can hook you up with custom-made platters that will save you time and money. Need some fresh flowers to accent your home? The Ingles Floral department can handle that, and they also make beautiful arrangements for your loved ones. Take it from me. No matter what your family's grocery needs, you'll find it all at Ingles, low prices,
4: love the savings it's a new year but one thing remains the same Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing shoes unique gifts outdoor gear and so much more offering great footwear from on running vans ufos Birkenstock and more incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore Filson, Free Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, Go Tigers!
0: attention clemson sports fans swing for the fences in style this spring whether you're hitting the baseball diamond or the softball field we got you covered from replica jerseys that make you feel like you're part of the team to stylish hats and tees even comfy sweats for those cool game nights we got the gear that takes your game to the next level so why wait spring into action with tiger sports shop and gear up for success visit our store or shop online at Tigersports.com. because tiger fans don't settle for anything less
3: Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
4: Get back in the game with the Press Box. Well, our pitchers are pitching well, and uh, our hitters aren't hitting well, and uh, our fielders aren't fielding well, and uh, our fans aren't fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon
0: on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar,
4: where every day is game day. Do it. You We're back here live on the roar. With the press
1: box team. with Brad and John. Appreciate you uh, getting in throughout the show. We want to hear from you. Six five four roar. Text on the discovery text line. Uh, the caller do not understand the net. Please tell him I feel bad. The coaches don't understand the net. See, that's the thing. If this was something that I could be like
2: John, let's call an expert and bring them in and explain the net. We'd have done it years ago. If we could have sat down with Brad Brownell and we met with him in October and have him explain, he doesn't even fully understand what the net rankings are. Yeah, nobody does. No one understands it. Believe me, I would love to be able to call Coach Brownell right now and be like, hey, explain this to me like I'm five. I always
1: have a good laugh with Tim Bure when we when he and I will talk about the net. <laughs> it's not that Tim was understanding. It's just there's nothing there to understand. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's
2: Brad, It's I chaos. Just a quick little sign here. I heard something yesterday when they were talking about the expansion of the college football playoff with the SEC trying to figure out their scheduling model and the Big Ten having a different scheduling model and mm-hmm. obviously the ACC and the Big 12 where they sit and the whole group of five and all that nonsense that we should have a net ranking for college football. No, and I stop about... Stop,
1: stop, no, don't, don't. You're, you're about to wish something to existence that will make me really mad. No. Do not even approach I'm that topic. I'm just
2: saying that there's there
1: no, is. no, no, no. We do not need that. We had the BCS, and nobody understood that either. Now you throw like all these weird. No, I don't. I don't want to have to go on the air and try to explain to people why SP Plus is included in the College Football Net well, rankings. Like, I can well,
2: that. like the thing I can understand more about why you can use these FPI and these types of schedule-based metrics and things with baseball and with basketball is because the amount of data points you have. Sure. It can't work in football because if you play, I'm just going to use it for example. Like let's say Clemson plays the Citadel and they beat the Citadel 60 to 10. How much that is going to skew those numbers because of only twelve data points that you're putting in, it's why we don't have an RPI for football. Yeah, I just want to make sure that never happens.
1: And that's why, like ESPN, creates their own with the FBI and some others do their own, and it's it's fun, it's, it's entertainment. It's not. Let's use this to judge actual football teams. Now, does the
2: committee look at it? They say they look at metrics and numbers, and oh, they watch every game. They, they, they watch uh, all 133 teams participating every weekend, Brad.
1: <laughs> no, they don't.
2: That's what they tell us. I think, they, a
1: lot of people tell us a lot of things, John. We don't believe. Also, truth is America. You don't have to back <laughs>
2: up what you say. We we do it every well, day. Well, hey, to quote George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it.
1: Speaking of lies, uh, the NFL offseason is underway.
2: I, that may be one of your best transitions that you've had since we've done a show well, together. Thank you. I, I appreciate
1: that. Uh, I do want to get some college football stuff here, but I, I, I want to bring up this with the NFL because I just saw this a short time ago. Uh, Justin Fields, the not hotly 1150? debated Bears quarterback. I holly debated that he'll be a Bears quarterback. Uh, well, I think it's pretty much known now. Probably not going to happen. But well, that being said, uh, he... Did the old internet scrub, if you will? He took away following the Bears, uh, following you know, his, taking some of his Instagram accounts and all that kind of stuff. And he started following a bunch of Atlanta Falcons guys, you know, like Drake London and sure. Kyle Pitts, yeah, and Bijan Robinson. And now that's that shoved his odds to where he ends up next. Uh, greatly, greatly changing his odds towards the Falcons more than it, than it was. I think from like two hundred and fifty to one hundred and fifty, which is a pretty significant number. And then there is also you know the dangling carrot out there for the Pittsburgh Steelers with Justin Fields. But I, I as we get closer and closer to some resolution with this, I, I just don't feel like Justin Fields will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Why is that? Because I don't think the Steelers are in a position to bring in someone that they have to commit to.
2: I think they are trying to bring in someone to compete. With now, Kenny when you Bennett. say commit to, what do you mean by that? Giving up an asset
1: to obtain a quarterback they have to keep for multiple years. No one in their right mind has taken Justin Fields for a loaner a year and then letting him go. Financially, that doesn't make any sense. You're not going to give up an asset, and I don't. I don't believe that he's going to be a He's worth a first-round
2: pick. I have have been saying for weeks that he's not worth a first-round pick. I don't even know if a second-round pick makes sense. But no one's going to give that up for a quarterback for one year, John. In what world, just walk that out, in what world is that logical? It's not. And especially if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you already have Kenny Pickett that you're financially attached to. Right. So if you are taking Justin Fields, if you are the Falcons, you are the
1: Steelers, you are whoever ends up with him, and you make a trade, to obtain him, you are picking up his fifth year option. There is no if ands, or buts about it. You give yourself two years to figure out what you have versus you, one. You're not trading away an asset for one year player. It makes no sense. No team in the NFL is gonna gonna do that. So you have to go with the mindset of you're picking up the fifth year option and you're going through two years of Justin Fields to see if it works or not. Yes. That's a large financial commitment for a lot of teams. One being your Steelers. Because you're already on the hook for Kenny Pickett's rookie deal. You're also going to add another rookie deal and have to pick up a fifth-year option. Because the fifth year, it goes up a lot. Yes. You pick up the first-round draft picks, the
2: salary increases in the fifth year. So you're going to do that for a guy who went that high in the draft? It's almost like the fifth-year option with the rookie quarterbacks is very similar to me, like a franchise tag. In terms of the amount of money that increases. The commitment that you have to make for it. The financial commitment you have to make for it, I I believe. For one year. We're going from year four, which you're going to pay that player, to year five. Yes, because the the way the NFL is structured,
1: some teams don't even like having first-round draft picks anymore. (laughs) I mean, really, they don't
2: because of of the increases. Um, That's why one of the most coveted picks in the NFL draft is the first pick of the second round.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you, don't, you don't have the fifth year. You don't have the fifth year. The fifth year really puts you in a bad spot with a, with more players than not. There's some guys, like, they love having the fifth year on. You know, it helps when you drafted Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or a oh. B. John Robinson, who, you know, down the road probably. Well, and, but, and,
2: and quarterbacks, too. Did you get the extra year before you have to give the Joe Burrow, like, the crazy contract he just got before the Jalen Hurts contract? That's why. Hertz got paid before so many other guys, is he was a second-round pick and not a first-round. Yeah. Now, texture brings up this point or brings up this this
1: idea, some logic here that I I think sort of makes a little bit of sense. Falcons give up a second-round pick they are getting for Calvin Ridley deal. Remember they they
2: let him go to the they the, the only way they get that pick is if Jacksonville re- resigns, resigns him, right. and it does not look like that is going to be the case. they yeah they don't want to give away yeah. Well, and he didn't the hype did not match the production not really for
1: what he's going to ask for so yeah they have to he has to be re-signed by the team that obtained him
2: yes obtained his rights from the Falcons for them to get that pick but if they do have that pick then oh yeah then I would use that as trade leverage and if you need a fourth or something else to make it happen I've just been on the camp for weeks that there's no reason if I'm any franchise in the National Football League am I giving up a first round pick for Justin Fields no
1: But if I had an extra second, would I give it some thought? Yes,
2: I would. But I have to
1: understand the concept of I am picking up a fifth year and running this thing through with Justin
2: Fields. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, is that doable? Yeah. Is that the most logical landing spot now Uh, after laying that out? The problem is they don't
1: have that second round pick right now.
2: To your point, though, I feel like the Pittsburgh thing is kind of out the window there. Just from the financial commitment that that, would, that that would take. Yeah, I I just don't think you could have. That would be picking up the fifth year. You're going to be paying
1: Justin Fields on a fifth year deal two years from now, and paying Kenny Pickett on a fourth year. Right? Would that be his fourth year? No, third year. Yeah, he's heading into his third year, so that would be, that would be the fourth year. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're doing that. No.
2: You go, <laughs> does that make any 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 logical sense when you walk it out? You're going to pay two quarterbacks on a fourth and a fifth year, which is fairly equal money based on where they were taken in the draft. I think Fields went like 15th and Pickett went 20th. Fields, Fields was like be a huge
1: No, Fields was, was like 12th, 12th. I believe okay. it was
2: 12th. I knew he wasn't. It was just outside the top 10.
1: I just don't think you're, you're rolling the dice on on that financial commitment.
2: So, the, the Falcons are starting to make a little bit of sense. You know, Will and D-West, I understand he's trying to troll here, but we can use this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, well, we did talk about Landon Walker being on the Daytona 500 crew. That did win. Uh, a little press box bump there for the, uh, the William show. Byron crew. But uh, Will and D. West gets in and says, I thought the Steelers are getting Russell Wilson, LOL. Do you want to walk that one out? He's owed $38 million. We walked it out. Gross. You could probably get him for not much. But I, I think it's going to be more in the camp where he... With the way his contract is set up, can they release him? Can they just cut him? Uh yeah. I guess I don't I don't know. I don't have the contract. That's structure. what I mean like so I if you're remotely entertaining the idea of Russell Wilson joining your team, don't you just wait for the Broncos to release him and not try to have to honor his contract? Sure? Yeah. You, that's what you hope, but I don't Who's going to give
1: away assets for Russell Wilson at this point? John, can I give you the fifth-year option estimation on Justin Fields just to illustrate our point? Yes, please. 22 mil.
0: <laughs>
1: John's face just— Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not kidding. His salary, like—
2: Oh, that's bullcrap. Quadruples. Please, Pittsburgh, don't do this. You can't. You can't afford to do that. I don't think they have the cap room. No.
1: You cannot add a fifth year. That, that's what I'm saying. It makes no financial sense for anybody to pick up Justin Fields for one year to give up an asset for him. So therefore, if you had him up for two, you're going to be on the hook for over $20 million with him. That makes no sense. No sense to me. John, that being said, is it still a better option to flirt with Justin Fields and the Bears than it is to try to bring in a quarterback who's going to be on the open market because the open market looks brutal. Now it, it, and to be fair, most years it is because you, you don't let good quarterbacks hit the open market. Correct. There's no such thing as an off season market for quarterbacks that are anywhere near talented, which makes Kirk cousins, the hottest
2: commodity on the, on the planet right now. A late thirties, Kirk cousins coming off of a torn Achilles, the hot commodity on the market. Let me give you some names of some guys who
1: are available. All right, what you got? Baker Mayfield. Okay.
2: Starter. Uh, Ah! Just took the team to the playoffs, so you got to say yes. I think so, but I also know where the ceiling is for him. Ryan
1: Tannehill. Starter. At this stage in career, 36 years old. You don't Uh, have an answer. No. Gardner Minshew, he's a backup. Jacoby Brissett, backup. Carson Wentz, backup. If that, Jameis Winston, he's a backup. Joe Flacco, backup. But a, probably the a, a good really one. Good yeah, yeah, no, I,
2: I think in terms of those listed there, I would. They're all good backups. I'd rather take a flyer on Jameis and um, and Joe Flacco than some of those other guys. Agreed. There's Ty- a, there's a purpose for some of those guys on your roster. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. Man, if I'm a rookie quarterback and my team signs Tyrod, I'm not feeling very good about my footing because an <laughs> well, injury's coming my way. <laughs> I was going to say, footing
1: is is the word there I'd be careful using.
2: Uh, Drew Locke? Eh, not a starter. No, not a starter. But I'll, he can give you a great uh, swag performance on Monday Night Football to get the whole country riled up. Your boy Mason Rudolph? Ugh. He's coming back. Ugh. You know he's coming back to be your backup. I know he is.
1: I'm aware. Tyler Huntley? Pro, Pro Bowler. Bull, <laughs> Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley. I put some respect on that name. God. Josh Dobbs, go work for NASA, man. Give just it up.
2: Stop. Uh, Sam Darnold. Oh,
1: man. Just, just I, think he's, no, I
2: think he goes back to San Francisco again for another year as the backup there. Maybe so. That's just too easy. Marcus Mariota. I call it a day, man. Go find something else to do. Go pro in something
1: else other than sports. You've made enough money. You have yeah. enough draft pick. You got some cash. That's the market. That's the market. So Justin Fields looks really good right now when you put it in perspective. And I don't even like Justin Fields at all. 6 5 four, 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 more to come. Hour 3, get started after this.
4: WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560.